Hey friend, welcome to The Ashley O Show. I'm your host, Ashley O'Connor. I'm a registered nurse turned health coach, and I am on a mission to keep people out of the hospital and into healthier lives than they ever thought possible. How? By getting back to the basics, prioritizing mental health, ditching diet culture, and repairing our relationships with food, fitness, and our bodies. Expect unfiltered, unapologetic, and unsugarcoated conversations about building lives, careers, bodies, and minds that are stronger than we could have imagined. The truth is, I don't have it all figured out, but I plan on spending my life searching for answers to the most important questions. This podcast is all about bringing you along for that ride. Now let's go chase some uncertainty. Hello, hello. Welcome back. If you have not already, definitely go listen to last Wednesday's episode before you listen to this one, Uh, just because I kind of explain a little bit about the journey that I'm on personally, which is my own weight loss journey. I help my clients often with weight loss, but also with healing their relationships with food and exercise in their body. But now I'm on my own journey as well. And so I want to share a little bit more about what I am doing behind the scenes to lose weight without losing my mind in the process, because this is what I see so often, is that weight loss has been equated with a miserable journey, right? We're told you have to just cut out all the foods you love, you need to create this calorie deficit, you need to exercise more and eat less, and it just becomes this like miserable cycle that nobody wants to be on. The journey towards weight loss is supposed to be grueling and difficult and miserable and painful, but it's about the sacrifice. You know what I mean? And I'm using air quotes that entire time, but of course you guys can't see it. But that's really what we're taught is that weight loss needs to be a crappy process, but it's quote unquote, like worth it for the body that you're trying to build. So today, I actually just want to talk about how to create a calorie deficit in a way that doesn't make you feel like shit in the process. Because again, this is what I see so often. My clients come to me, they've tried a billion diets, they never work because they just weren't sustainable. And they've learned to equate weight loss and dieting with this horrible process with deprivation, restriction, eliminating foods that they love as a means to an end. I want to change our perception of what a calorie deficit can feel like. So the first thing I want you to remember when you are creating a calorie deficit for yourself is that you do not want to cut too much all at once. So often we go online, we use these like free calorie calculator things that tell us that we should be eating 1200 calories, 1500 calories, something like a MyFitnessPal. A lot of these platforms can go to extremes because they offer the selection of like, do you want to lose one pound a week? Do you want to lose two pounds a week? And the moment that you select the fastest way to lose lose weight, they just slash your calories. This is why I think that it is so important if you are in a weight loss journey, and if maybe you feel like you've tried everything and nothing works, this is where coach becomes extremely valuable because we can calculate a healthy deficit for you. Because most of the time, people that come to me are currently eating way too little, which is always surprising to them. But it really is about the composition of what you are eating that equates to the weight loss. This is why I don't actually love that we preach so often that it's just calories in versus calories out. Because I want you to say that to all of the women that come to me who are eating 
1,200 calories and exercising hours and hours every single week and aren't losing weight. If it was just about calories in, calories out, they would all be size zeros. But it's not that simple. There are so many factors. And when we do a, an extreme calorie deficit, when we cut out too much at once, it causes so much stress in our bodies that we're actually causing more harm than good. It's actually counterintuitive to cut way too many calories because your body will then go into starvation mode. It'll start to hang on to everything that you eat. Digestion slows, cortisol goes up, and you now have a huge barrier to your goals. So I advise that you work with some type of professional to figure out what your basal metabolic rate is, what your current activity level is, calculate how many calories you need to maintain that weight, and then create a moderate deficit. So no more than 500 calories. I usually don't even go towards the 500 calorie mark with my clients right away because that can even feel extreme. But I would say no more than that. And again, most of us are cutting like a thousand calories off and it feels like crap for good reason, right? That's not healthy for our bodies. So you really want to start with small deficits that feel sustainable. Once that feels comfortable, then you could cut another hundred calories. Do it slowly But don't just keep cutting and cutting and cutting and cutting until you're not consuming enough to actually fuel your body, energize your workouts, give your body what it needs to not go into that stress state. That's not what we want. We want to maintain a moderate deficit that is going to feel sustainable, that is going to feel doable, that's not going to feel miserable. So for me, I calculated my own basal metabolic rate. I calculated what my activity level is currently, figured out my main my maintenance calories, and then I cut about 400. And I am sitting right around 1,900 calories a day. Now, that sounds doable, right? That doesn't feel so extreme that I don't feel like I can achieve it. I'm not counting my calories, but I did that calculation so that I had a good idea of how much I needed to eat to make sure that I actually wasn't eating too little because that often happens when we try and go into a calorie deficit we just swap everything for salads or like eggs or oats and then we end up eating very little and then we feel like crap so that's number one don't cut too much all at once number two is focusing on both fullness and satisfaction so often in a weight loss journey we are taught that food is simply fuel so that we can try and strip away any attachment we have to food and that we just fuel our bodies to feel full and that's it. Like when we try and adopt that mindset that food is just fuel, then we are attempting to strip away the emotional connection to food, the social connection to food, the nostalgia, the enjoyment, the satisfaction that comes from food. And that just doesn't work because food is so much more than fuel. You wouldn't be here if it wasn't. If we all could accept the fact that food is just fuel, I'm using air quotes once more, then we wouldn't have weight issues, right? We wouldn't have body composition issues, but we do because food is more than just fuel. I don't actually want you to try and shift your mindset to believe that food is just fuel. This is why I think that we need to start focusing on the idea that, f- that we want to be full, but we also need to be satisfied by the foods that we eat. So when you're building out your meals, when you're using the rule of three, which we've talked about in here, where we're building out meals that have three macros, three colors, we eat three times a day, when we're using those guidelines, 
we're not just focusing on what's going to keep me full. So just loading up our plate with a bunch of chicken breast. We're also thinking what's going to make me satisfied. So can we add something to that plate that we actually really enjoy that is going to help with the satisfaction? Maybe it's that we bulk up the meal. It's not just a hunk of chicken over salad. It's that now we have that that chicken with rice. We've added our favorite sauce. Maybe we love spicy food. So we're adding some buffalo ranch on there. And we've got our favorite vegetable in the meal. And we warm it up and it feels delicious. Maybe we even add a little toasted English muffin or something on the side because we love our carbs. Making a meal both filling and satisfying is going to tend 10x your results because it's going to feel sustainable. It's not going to feel miserable and you still can reach your goals. So to create a diet that is both filling and satisfying, we need to focus on a few things. The first thing I want you to prioritize is making sure that you are getting enough protein throughout the day. Again, this is a calculation you can do. I, I can give you a rough one, but again, this is a place where if you work with someone who is trained and is a professional, it's a lot more helpful because we can make sure that that number is actually accurate for you. There are a lot of women that come to me either eating drastically too little protein or they're trying to get weight way too much protein, because I feel like there are arguments on either end of the spectrum. So where I usually start with clients is that they take their body weight and they multiply it by a multiplier depending on their activity levels. If you are, if you are moderately active, this is where most women start with me. I usually start with either multiplying their body weight by 0.75 all the way up to 0.8 and look at that number and compare it to where you currently are. For a lot of clients that I work with, they I'm not into macro coaching just because I think that it's not sustainable in the long run. It didn't work well for me. If my client comes to me and wants macros, we can do that. But I don't want to preach that my clients need to count and weigh and measure everything they consume. I don't do that. But in the beginning, it can often be helpful just to track your protein so that you can make sure that you're getting enough. Because when people are not getting enough protein, that often leaves them feeling deprived. They are feeling restricted. They don't have the energy that they're looking for to put the effort into their weight loss journey. So calculate that number, see where you're at, and just start to get a general idea of how much protein you're currently consuming. And again, with this, we go gradually. So if you're currently eating 50 grams of protein, I don't want you to suddenly jump to 100. I would ideally want you to add maybe a 20 gram protein snack in the day or something like that. Gradually see how that feels and then eventually get to that number or closer to the number that is your goal. So prioritizing protein is one in order to help with that fullness piece. And then to help with the satisfaction, I always work with my clients to help them incorporate high reward foods into their meals so that they can actually enjoy the foods they love while reaching their goals. This is something I am actively doing as well. All of these are. But for example, I've been using like a yogurt bowl recently where I get like a plant-based yogurt that has protein in it. So it's got lots of protein. I'll throw in blueberries. And then I find some sort of topping that I get really excited about. So recently I went to Trader Joe's and they had like this pancake bread and it was so good. I had like a crumble on top that was like maple and delicious. It was this dense bread. And what I found is cutting up a small piece of that and crumbling it on top of that yogurt made it like I was eating the most delicious dessert and I was suddenly getting my protein. I was getting a carb. I was getting fiber and some fat in a way that felt 
so fun and exciting. Something that I actually looked forward to in my days. I actually just finished this this morning and it was fantastic. So adding in those high reward foods, the things that you love, instead of trying to avoid them like the plague, really makes it so that your diet can be both filling and satisfying. All we need to do is dress up those high reward foods, usually high carb or high fat foods with other things that are going to help keep us full in the process. So if you compare the dessert that you love so much with some type of protein, you're now going to feel full and satisfied. That's the key. The third piece is that I want you to make sure that you have variety in your diet. This is another thing I see when it comes to calorie deficits is that people start to find a few meals that feel safe to them, that help them reach their numbers, help them reach their goals, but they just keep eating the same thing over and over and over again. And while that could work for like a week, if you keep doing it over time, you're going to get sick of those foods. You're going to feel like you're deprived and restricted. You're going to feel stuck you're going to feel like your diet becomes extremely monotonous. And that's not what we want. In order to make this sustainable, in order to make this journey something that you can move through in the time that it's actually going to take to get to your goal. Most people want it to take like a month, it's probably going to take six months a year to actually reach the goal that you're going for. But in order to make it so that that year doesn't feel like the worst year of your life, we need to add variety. So that again, you can look forward to your meals, so that you can add some excitement, so you can try new things, expand your palate, and so that you can get the micronutrients and nutrition that you actually need in order to be healthy and feel your best. So always add variety into your diet. Don't just rely on the same few meals that you keep rotating over and over and over. That's not to say that you can't have a few fallbacks that you always love to have in your back pocket. I have those too. But just make sure that you're making variety a part of the process. So even if it's switching up your vegetables, switching up your carbs, switching up your protein every few weeks so that you have a cycle that feels sustainable to you. And then the last piece is adding volume. Now, there's an extreme version of this where people are creating extremely high volume meals that when I watch people eat, I'm just like, how on earth did you even eat all that? It feels miserable to eat that much salad, for example. When I'm talking about adding volume, I love the trick of just hiding some veggies or things into meals that I'm already excited about. So for example, if you were making like a spaghetti with like meatballs and your favorite sauce, maybe it's like a cream-based sauce, you're so excited to eat this. It's like a chicken Alfredo, for example, right? We can upgrade that meal because if we actually pare down the portion to a, a proper portion for us that's not going to exceed that calorie deficit that we're going for, the amount can look kind of small. And then you look at it and you're like, oh, that doesn't look satisfying at all, right? Adding volume is how you can make that seem so much more satisfying and actually give you the nutrition you need so you feel full and satisfied in the process. This isn't necessarily tricking yourself. It's actually adding nutrition so that you do physically feel more full and just looking at the meal, it appears more satisfying because you can eat something you love and you're adding volume that's going to give you nutrition as well. So for example, that fettuccine Alfredo or like something, some dish with pasta that you love that you have a protein paired with it. I love just getting either pre-made ones, or if you have a way to spiralize your zucchini or whatever, you could do that too. I often just buy them pre-made and I throw them in with the spaghetti. So I'm not replacing the spaghetti with zucchini noodles. I hate that trick because zucchini noodles are gross in the sense that they don't taste anything like pasta. We all know this. 
We've all tried to have that or had that friend that was like, it's just like pasta. You don't even notice. Yes, you do. It's soggy. It's wet, whatever. But if you just add the zucchini in to your spaghetti, so you have your moderate portion of spaghetti and then you throw in some pre-made zucchini noodles, mix it all up, incorporate it. You're now just having a piece of your pasta with a piece of zucchini. So you're just adding a veggie, but it makes the volume of the food larger so that you can have a larger portion, enjoy more of that sauce that you love. You have it with your protein, but you're also getting fiber, you're getting micronutrients, and you're getting a little bit more food so that you can feel more full. I also love to do the exact same thing with rice, where if I'm having some white rice with a dish, maybe I'm making a bowl with some like chicken and veggies and a sauce that I love, or like nuts on top, like a Thai basil thing, right? I take my rice and I will just add a portion of cauliflower rice. Once again, so often people just want to say, replace all your rice with cauliflower rice. It's the same. It's not. We all know that it's not. It doesn't taste the same. It's not as good. But if you actually just half your portion of rice and add in another half of cauliflower rice, it mixes in so well that I actually don't notice. And I I enjoy the crunch that comes from the cauliflower pieces with my rice. I like the texture difference. And then you're getting, again, that added fiber, the micronutrients. You have more volume to your dish while still maintaining the calorie deficit. There are just so many ways to do this, to give yourself a little bit larger of a portion while still trimming down the calories enough that you are reaching your goal. Okay, so I could do this all day. We could have another episode on this too to give you more tips if this is helpful for you. But I want to start with these four. Number one is do not cut too much all at once. If you want to trim down a thousand calories all at once, that's a really quick way to make the process miserable and unsustainable. Number two, Focus on fullness and satisfaction. So add in protein, make sure you're prioritizing that protein and make sure you're incorporating high reward foods so that you don't feel deprived in the process so that you can actually be full and satisfied. Food is not just fuel. Food is so much more. So let's make it more even while we're in a calorie deficit. Number three, make sure you focus on variety. Don't just eat the same few meals in rotation. And number four, add volume where you can feel like you can have that larger portion of food while still maintaining your deficit. All right, guys, I hope that this episode was helpful. I wanted to keep it somewhat short so that this was something you could consume on the go. But if you have any questions, if there, if you have some favorite ways that you love to create that deficit, let me know, drop a comment on Instagram or send me a message and we can share them with everyone. But if you have any questions or if you need that guidance, know that I am here as well. That's part of my role as a coach. I have lots of different options where we can work together uh, in a short-term capacity or in a longer-term capacity, depending on your goals. So know that I'm here as a guide through the process as I'm going through it myself. So I will see you guys on Wednesday and I hope you have a beautiful week. Thank you so much for allowing me to take up a little bit of your brain space today. Like seriously, it means the world to me. If you connected with this episode, it would be amazing if you could share it with your friends and tag me at Ashley Osho so that I can personally thank you. That way, we can build an army of badass women who believe in themselves that will take the world by storm. I cannot wait to see what we make possible.